Welcome to the Midnight Madness Playoff Preview Edition of Bayjack and Bob. It is me, Theo B. Solo this evening, giving you a quick and brief playoff preview. Yes, we're only three days away from August 17th. The playoff madness begins. Hot summer nights may be better than those cold spring mornings. Uh, you'll get playoff all day long on your tube between TNT, ESPN, ABC, and NBA TV. And also, we're going to talk about tomorrow's beginning, maybe one, maybe two games between the AFC playing game, or as I call it, the gimmick. Uh, the NBA between Portland and the Memphis Grizzlies. And also we'll talk about the Phoenix Suns, the undefeated 8-0 Phoenix Suns who got cheated, got robbed, and absolutely got disrespected. A half a game behind Portland and Memphis. And oh, by the way, Portland and Memphis got to play one more extra game. You put two and two together. Stay tuned. Thank you. Again, folks, welcome again for our Midnight Madness, our playoff preview briefing of the 2020 bubble playoff edition. Uh, Some have called it the Mickey Mouse Invitational. I won't go so far as to say that, but I think we are in for an impelling and intriguing playoff like we have never seen, of course, during these times that our country faces, unfortunately, that we can... Hopefully get through everything together and safely from here on out. But uh, to start out, we'll start with the playing game uh, that happens tomorrow. Of course, between Portland and Memphis. Uh, By the way, the rules have it that if Portland wins two, they are in. Uh, If Memphis wins one, or sorry, Memphis has to win two. Portland only has to win one to get in. And I think just briefly, my opinion is that I believe that in the end that I believe it will be a two-game series. I think Memphis will steal the first game. Uh, but I think in the end, it will come down to the size of Portland. I think up front with the combinations of uh, Yusuf and Hassan Whiteside. Also with the strength come off the bench with Zach Collins. Uh, they'll be able to take advantage of those matchups down low. Memphis, is, of course, is shorthanded with the loss of the exciting second-year player out of Michigan State. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. I think John Morant will go down fighting, though. I think he'll come out with energy, ready, excited that first game. Uh, reason being, I believe Portland will be still fatigued and a little tired uh, from their hectic week. Of course, they had some crazy matchups with um, the Dallas Mavericks and also, again, with that thriller we saw on Thursday evening against the Brooklyn Nets. But I think that had took some of the gas and steam out of the, trouble, uh, out of the Trailblazers. I think that will allow Memphis... To win the first game, the NBA, of course, would be best suited for them to have, have all the ratings on an empty Sunday in sports and to make it even closer. So I believe that uh, in the end that uh, Portland will win the second of the two and that will send them into the first round match with the Lakers. Uh, I give Portland to win one game. I think the Lakers will go ahead and take care of business there. Uh, now, on Monday, when every, all the rest of the action actually starts, uh, should be pretty impelling and compelling. I think I'm impelling. Midnight Madness, y'all need a midnight snack, a pizza or something. You guys have a fresh coffee, send it over. 
Call 45, now whatever it is. Uh, the first game, it looks like it is at high noon, folks. High noon. Not getting high, but high noon. At 12.30 on Monday, the Utah Jazz versus Denver Nuggets. Uh, I believe that the Denver Nuggets will sweep the Utah Jazz. I Much respect, Donovan Mitchell. I think Joe Ingles, Jingling Joe, is an underrated player. Always respect Mike Conley of the grind in Memphis. But I think this is going to be short work for Denver. I think Wyatt, in my opinion, is a top five NBA player. Uh, the Joker, Nikola Jokic, uh, will be on full display. And I think uh, Rudy Gobert, on the other end, in Utah, I think that, you know, with everything he's went through, of course, with what happened back in March with the coronavirus and COVID-19 and a lot of the public scrutiny he took, I think that he'll come up big in the playoffs. And I think he will uh, position himself another max contract and play well against Joker. But I think in the end, of course, with all the weapons that Denver has, uh, with Bo Bo, with the veterans, Paul Millsap, I just simply think that that will be too much for the Utah Jazz in the end. Um, heading into our next matchup, which will be our second game slated on Monday, will be Brooklyn versus Toronto. I think Brooklyn certainly has the same attributes they had last year. A tough-minded, team-oriented concept. With, I think guys that have potential to be future, maybe not all-stars, but definitely key pieces in Karis LeVert. But I think Toronto will uh, win that series in five with the championship pedigree. At 5.30 Central Time, do you have the Philadelphia 76ers who are hobbled, banged up, and depleted without Ben Simmons against Boston? I think Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and a bunch, Kimball Walker uh, will take care of that series. Dallas and the Clippers. Oh, that's a tough one. Of course, this, I think this is what a lot of people wanted to see. One of the youngest, brightest stars in the NBA, Luka Doncic, against some would say the deepest and toughest team in the NBA, the Clippers. Uh, but, of course, and then I think that the Clippers have too much. I give Luka one game, um, and I think the Clippers won in five. Tuesday, August 18th, only one matchup on the docket, the Orlando Magic versus the Milwaukee Bucks. I think the Bucks will sweep that series. That shouldn't be too much of a problem I don't think that will be anything at all going on there so that's what we have for you guys there I hope you have a great time listening to this segment so far we'll come back with our clothes and our midnight madness playoff preview y'all stay tuned stay clear Folks, welcome back to the, the final segment of our midnight playoff preview of the 2020 bubble matchup. Just going to briefly give you some of my personal opinions of players to watch out for in the playoffs that could definitely come to fruition. Uh, guys that may not be household names right now uh, that could come to the forefront with their play. Um, starting out west, I think a player that certainly not a young player, a rookie, but a guy that has been on teams that he hasn't had the opportunity to show his value in the playoffs. Uh, coming off the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers will be Deion Waiters. I know a lot of people are going to scratch their heads and say, oh, 
Here goes Theo B again, talking crazy, talking about this guy, Deion Waiters. But I really think with his maturity and the situation that he went through last year with the Heat, I hope my guy down there in Miami 305, shout out to Amari Sharp, he can contest to the struggles of Deion Waiters after playing well and get rewarded with a big contract. He uh, definitely did not leave on good graces and good terms in that organization. Uh, but hopefully he can learn from those mistakes as we all do in life. And just be that punch off the bench, be that spark. I've talked to Bob many times before and other people in the basketball world about Deion Waiters and Jared Smith being that offense off the bench for LeBron and the Lakers to give them those spells so they can get rest for NAD. Uh, also, on the other side, everybody's favorite, the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, kind of hard to find a diamond in a rough there. A lot of guys we already know about. Of course, you know, the sixth man of the year. Uh, you know, possibly Lou Williams. You got Montre Harrell. Uh, with them, it may be my guy, former Laker, Ivan Zubac. That's right, the big fella, the seven-footer. Uh, he can do a lot more than what they his role is. He's a guy that has settled into his role, uh, but he definitely can rebound and block shots. I think he has the potential to be a eventually a starter in the NBA. Maybe not in L.A., but for another team. Looking around the league, definitely look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, folks. Look at that young man out of Kentucky, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Definitely have shown his explosiveness, and he has taken right to the mentorship and tutorship of Chris Paul. Uh Definitely, we talked about earlier on episode uh, 2.0 how badly that Doc Rivers and the Clippers staff did not want to give up on Shea Gilgis Alexander. But of course, to get Paul George, they had to to acquire that great asset uh, in that trade. Uh, but definitely, he will be a guy that's there and looking to perform. Uh, look out in Denver for Jeremiah Grant, a young man that has bounced around the league, a couple different teams, of course, the nephew of the former NBA champion Horace Grant, son of Harvey Grant uh, but he is a guy that provides lots of energy, definitely plays both sides of the court offense and defense, a shot blocker long, uh, Jeremiah Grant in Denver, uh, also staying in Denver, look out for Bull Bull uh, we saw his flashes and really in the bubble he has shown a lot more all around skill than what was given for, we know he was known for looks like he's just worked and worked in the D League he was here in Chicago for the Winnie City Bulls in the fall, really put on a show, uh, has improved his form, his jump shot, his handle, and definitely has made some great playmaking skills in the bubble as well. Uh, down in Orlando, the home team, I guess you can call them the home team, got a lot of guys that need to solidify themselves. Aaron Gordon, of course, signed a max contract. Uh, don't really have a superstar on that roster. Former number one pick Markel Fultz has been a good story. Uh as my guy Lane down in Phoenix said, he thought Markel Fultz was an outplay Lonzo Ball, and he may be right to this point. Markel Ball still has his team in the playoffs. Me being a Pelicans fan, and I hate to admit it, but you were right, Lane. Lonzo did look very disinterested and could look like he could care less about being in the bubble. Um, and I think the biggest name I would look for is on the defending champions, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, of course, we saw... When Kawhi Leonard was there, also going back to DeMar DeRozan's days with the club, that uh, that allowed Pascal Siakam uh, to emerge as a star over, the, over those few years. But I think they have a young man in Chris Bosher who could do the same thing, kind of in that same mold. Uh, just a super freak in nature, athletic, long, 
has a nice skill set offensively. Seems to understand the game uh, from a basketball IQ standpoint. So he will also be somebody to look out for. Uh, you guys leave your comments as well in the uh, voice messages. And also if you listen on Anchor.com and also on Spotify, uh, let us know who you think will be players to look out for. I definitely agree with uh, Bob Bajek earlier uh, as he mentioned that Anthony Davis uh, and Paul George have to step up for their teams to fulfill that promise in being the NBA champions. Anthony Davis has to show up every night down low and dominate the paint, dominate inside, help solidify him being a defensive player of the year candidate and also on the other side of that Paul George has to I don't want to say do what KD did in 17 because that team was so loaded with the Warriors but with Kawhi there and Kawhi being solidified already as a two-time champion uh, carrying an older veteran-laden team the Spurs and also carrying a team on his back the Raptors to the championship from really from the bottom to the top Paul George has to show up every night and it may be his role as the, I don't want to say a point forward, but to get everybody else off. Kawhi Leonard is just that silent robotic assassin, but Paul George may have to take the bulk of the ball handling duties uh, to get open shots for Pat Bev, for Lou Williams, to feed Harold down low uh, and just take advantage of what they have. Also the big fella Bobo uh, down there doing his thing. Uh, Folks, definitely Look out for our Instagram page that's coming soon. Uh, may or may not have the website set up, but definitely look for a lot of uh, new and exciting hosts, uh, guest hosts, I should say. We definitely were blessed by uh, Dominic Austin earlier today. Uh, definitely his grassroots episode, if you have to catch it about Seattle, um, and as definitely adding that West Coast flavor. Definitely look forward. We have some special things lined up for the next coming weeks trying to put out one or two episodes each week to guys to keep you guys updated uh, with the content and definitely just have some good things planned for the end of the year for the Bayjack and Bob Hoop It Up podcast definitely appreciate all the love and the support on uh, whether it be Instagram, Facebook uh, text messages we definitely appreciate the ideas you guys have poured into us uh, different things that you'd like us to do uh, in the next coming weeks so Appreciate it again for you guys staying up late with us tonight. I know it's midnight here in, in uh, the Midwest, uh, almost 2 a.m. out there on the East Coast. Thank you, Kurt, in Philadelphia for listening, Mary, and also to Courtney out there in Philadelphia for tuning in. And we appreciate you guys. Love and bless. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your hoops. Watch basketball. Thank you.